welcome to the 19th episode of the Cyber Powered Hour. I'm your host, Wielding Hammer, and here with me as always is my boy, Pat Devil. What up? How we doing, man? Dude, you should, you should still be asleep, right? Dude, <laughs> sleep was not my friend this week. Putting in the 38-hour days. Yeah, I just won. <laughs> that, that was enough. That pretty much wiped me out for the week. Yeah, I did one of them two months ago, and I'm good for the year, so... <laughs> No, no, lots of lots of busy stuff. My uh, my sister had to move in with me until she finds a place, and so I had to make a room, make a spot for her. And uh, yeah, that uh, move all that equipment around, didn't you? Yeah, I decided to move my office upstairs and give her the room my office was in. That way, it's you know right next to my bedroom, and it just works out easier for me, and I don't have to deal with if I'm too loud or anything. Right. But yeah, I posted a picture on Twitter of the back of my desk and all the cables, and <laughs> it's re- I know it gave me a headache. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I also threw up a little in my mouth. <laughs> but man, all that, and then you had to move that entire setup and rehook it up. That sounds awful. I get mad when I have to take mine apart to clean my desk. <laughs> Since it's like the fourth time I've done it, it wasn't so bad. <laughs> Uh, so you got this thing, you got this down, huh? But uh, I had other stuff mixed in there, so I didn't even. I took it apart Monday night, moved it Tuesday, and put it back together Saturday. <laughs> so I haven't had my office like all week. Wow! Which means I haven't been able to to even game if I wanted to because all my stuff is hooked into that. <laughs> Man, that sucks. Not that I was awake Seriously? enough to play anything. <laughs> You had a worse week than me. I worked uh, four days this week, uh, right at 36 hours. I had a pretty good string of 10-hour days going, and I was like, hey, I might actually hit 40 this week, and then I had a day where, like, if I didn't drag my feet, I wouldn't have even got six hours out of it. Like, it was just weird. Just all of a sudden, one day, it all fell off, and then it all came back and hit me like a truck on Friday. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, this time of year is crazy. Yeah, first of the month, man. It's brutal. So, but that's okay. Uh, at the end of this coming week, I get rewarded with my Thanksgiving dinner, so I'm happy. That's right. You got Thanksgiving dinner this weekend, don't you? Or this coming weekend? The turkey thought it was safe, and it ain't safe. Know where that turkey can run, huh? No, not anymore. It's in the freezer. Oh. <laughs> It is funny though when you drive by a turkey farm like right before Thanksgiving and there's just hundreds of them. You go by like the Friday after, nothing. <laughs> One way or another, they're all gone. Well, I would ask you what you got to play this week, but it sounds like you got to play house. I got so. to play musical rooms. <laughs> it's like I musical up- chairs, but a lot more stuff. <laughs> I think I made up for it, though. <laughs> oh, yeah? How's that? Because, well, let's see here. I uh, bought some more games off Steam that were Smart. like $0.49 cents to $0.99. <laughs> cents. So I picked up, what, like Invisibox and Hacknet. <laughs> it's it's a hacking simulator. It's, it's interesting so far. That's a skill that you may want to have here pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see here. What else did I pick up? Um... Oh, it was an over the 
uh, Crimson Earth, it's a third-person over-the-shoulder zombie horde game. I figure why not? It was like 99 cents, and it actually looked pretty decent. And I picked up Rage Wars, which if, you lo- if you're if you a fan of the Rage comics, like Rage Face, Dirt Face, and all that, uh-huh. it's a side-scrolling shooter where you play as one of the faces and you kill the other faces in order to kill your college professor who has kidnapped your girlfriend. <laughs> and at the end of each level, they say that she is in another building, you know, oh, right, another Mario. castle. <laughs> And it's great in the second the second boss fight in there's only three worlds, it's only six stages per world. But he uses a old Nokia brick phone as a shield and you can not do damage to him from the front. <laughs> so so if you're a fan of the Rage comics and you like meme games, you should do this. I've only played it like a couple hours. I've got like two achievements left to unlock and that's it. <laughs> uh, I played Firewatch, which is a great game. I recommend picking it up next time it's on sale. It's I only played four and a half hours and beat the story, and that was with almost an hour of AFK time. That's but the story is so good. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna pick that up next Steam sale. Don't buy it full price, but definitely get it on sale. Like it's so tense and there's no fast travel. It's a walking simulator. You have no weapons. You have a compass. You eventually get an axe, but you don't get to like carry it out with you and just start whacking stuff. <laughs> but it's it's just so well done. The visuals, the music. There's like two or three stories that kind of all merge itself. Like it's really good. If, you, if it's on sale, you should definitely get it. It's a really good narrative game. Yeah, it's, and, it's not that long either. It's like what a ten-hour game or something like that. If that four. oh four, sure. It's a four-hour game, and then once you beat it, you can unlock the area and you can free roam. There's hidden stuff. Oh, okay. I found a couple hidden areas. Like, I just kind of got off the beaten path a couple of the days, mostly so I could get that part cleared on my map. But it's pretty good. There is an alternate ending. It's not anything too exciting. Basically, you commit suicide. But. <gasps> Spoiled. Spoiled. <laughs> Who are you, Pope? No. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty good. And then I completed Wolfenstein The New Order. Nice. And I am hyped to play the second one, because I, <laughs> I hadn't played The New Order before. So, uh, played it through, played it through, and then played it through a second time just to get all the collectibles, just to get all the achievements out of the way. Man. Killing Nazis is so fun. So on a on a on a crazy scale of one to five, five being super crazy and one being eh, what, what do you give it? Probably like a four. Four. <laughs> I think the next game is probably a, a thirteen, based off the trailer. Based off the first mission, it's it's yeah. <laughs> like it has a great story. Like I hadn't played it before, so I didn't know anything about the story. But it's a good story. Yeah. It's it's very strange. You go to a lot of places in a short amount of time. <laughs> From Berlin to London to the moon. It's I was like, we're actually going to the moon? Man, them Nazis got everywhere. <laughs> yeah. They are everywhere. That's awesome. Yeah, that was my that was my weekend gaming. I played quite a bit. 
And, of course, we all know what we're going to be playing this week coming up here. That's right. The Curse of Osiris Cuphead. drops. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'm buying it at Christmas time, so. No, no, Curse of Osiris. That's going to be uh, That's going to be fun. Yeah. Get to meet the badass himself. Speaking of uh, Destiny 2, they had their state of the game summary and canceled their armor fashion show, which was definitely a smart move on their part. Oh, yeah. Because the community was ready to burn itself to the ground. Although, people are like, we still should have done the stream. <laughs> they can't win. <laughs> no, you can never win, but I think they made most the right of the move people overall. that. I think most of the people that they're calling the hobbyists definitely were happy that they did this. That and they had the podcast. Yeah, I didn't get to listen to the podcast yet because I, I, you know, I, I saw they did one, but it never downloaded on my iTunes. I had to go get it. <laughs> so I've gotten the highlights from it. There, they take a very apologetic tone, that's what it's and they basically say, you know, we don't expect you to believe us. You know, that's that's on you. Why should you type deal? But they seem sincere, but after the whole XP debacle and everything, it it was needed because the community was infighting and oh yeah, <laughs> you know it's bad when Deej has to get on there and be like, "Be mad at us, not each other." <laughs> Come on now, bring those pitchforks this way. <laughs> right. So, but a lot of good stuff in there. Uh, we're not going to go over it too much because we could probably do a two-hour. Yeah, show not on a few. It. You want in depth? You can you can find it in so many other places from much smarter people. <laughs> right. I suggest uh, either Dado Holtzman, Briar Rabbit on YouTube. Uh, honestly, uh, if you're more of a podcast person, Destiny Destiny Community Podcast covered it. Yeah, they did a really, really good well job and in depth. And you get you know five, six different people's opinions that way. So, but. Uh... I mean, overall, it's kind of like uh, we're on an island, we're trying to get to another island, and they've assembled the wood for the raft. <laughs> That's kind of where that is taking us, and eventually we're going to sail to where we want to be, but it's it's just the stepping stone right now. It's a step in the right direction. A lot of stuff that they're introducing... As long as that's not it, like if this is the building blocks for like the mods or the masterworks... Like, if they can expand on just a stat boost and lights, you know, uh, modes of light, or not a modes of light. Yeah, I guess it would be modes of light. Whatever. Orbs. Like, it's a good stepping stone. So as long as they take what they're implementing on the 5th and the 12th, and then they continue to build on it, I think we'll be in a good place. But I don't imagine anything's going to be really concrete until probably next September. I don't know. DLC, too, should be interesting to see what has changed. Because this DLC was mostly done before this state of the game, so... Right, yeah. Season 2, they probably couldn't make any significant, significant tweaks. Season 3 probably still has a chance at having some sizable tweaks. Yeah, by the second but, DLC, uh, we should see something. But next September, it's yeah, gotta be when, when it's the, the like the Taken King-style release, where it's a larger game, yeah, I would definitely expect to see the culmination of everything they're trying to do right now get kicked right. in there. Just like Taken King was a completely different game from Vanilla Destiny. 
Yeah, heads and head and shoulders are better. And I'm hoping that the same thing happens with D2. Uh, well, let's uh, do some news. A lot of PUBG news mostly, but <laughs> we'll start off with just going to keep, you know, hammering on the loot box thing because it's not going to go away. EA said that they had pl- they were planning on bringing the loot boxes back and s- to Star Wars Battlefront 2, which they were upfront about that they were going to bring them back. The problem is I believe their CEO was quoted in an interview saying they don't plan to change their strategy. Now that's interesting. <laughs> They turned them off because they acknowledged that they were broken, but they also said that we're not going to change how we do things. Hmm. Although, so, you know, I get it because that, that, that was a lot of time to put into getting like one hero or, you know, paying for it. But we really got to find that balance between instant gratification and uh, earning it. Because... <laughs> You know, what's the point in getting a game if you want everything up front? Right. Well, did you see, I don't, I didn't have this down as a news item, but this was actually in the news this week. I think I seen on Game Ranks News Roundup. Uh, there's a service now where you can pay people to play Call of Duty World War II for you and unlock weapons, unlock uh, camos, get your prestige, uh, get all that stuff. You pay them to play for you to get you a high KD, to get you all the stuff they want. And it's twenty dollars an hour. Why did you spend sixty dollars on the game just so you can brag about metrics that don't belong to you? Don't belong to you, and then when you jump in the game, you probably get pummeled. Like, <laughs> like you're paying someone twenty dollars an hour to recover your account and get you a high KD and basically get you all the way through all the prestiges. Then what is there left for you to do except for just to shoot stuff? And probably ruin your KD in the process. That's <laughs> that's sad. Like, why why you do this? But yeah, I didn't put that in the news because I was I, like, I thought that was out there. But since we were on the subject, <laughs> yeah, for twenty dollars an hour, you can pay someone to be good at Call of Duty for you. Well, I guess I know what I'm going to start doing. <laughs> Let me get my wallet. So, what's this uh, PUBG Mobile version? Uh, there's a trailer for it and everything. It looks exactly like PUBG, but there's a lot of crazier things in it. And it's going to be released in China first. Like, you can, like, roll on the ground. You can slide to pick up weapons. But, yeah, they are working on a uh, a mobile version of PUBG huh. that will be first released in China. Interesting. So they're going to have all the markets covered. <laughs> Console, mobile... PC. Jeez. Well, speak, speaking of PUBG, it's going to run at 30 FPS on all Xbox devices, which kills the rumor that it could run, or what, maybe it could, but it's it kills the rumor that it is not going to be 60 FPS on uh, the Xbox That's One a... X. Alrighty. <laughs> yeah, that one threw me. Like I had to look that up again because I was... I'm pretty sure that uh, IGN Unlocked said it would be 60, but they also said it, you know, a couple of days before that tweet came out. So, interesting. 30 frames. Everyone loves 30 frames. Dude, I don't know that I can play that game at 30 frames when I can fire up my 
PC and run it anywhere from 100 to 144. I, I find myself saying that a lot, though, about single-player games. <laughs> like, you know, I could run this at, like, 144 frames. Or, like, I was playing the original Portal, and it was running, like, 297 frames, and I was actually getting a headache because it was too many frames. I was like, oh, is there such a thing as too many frames? Because I think there is. Not according to the Church of Unlimited Frames. <laughs> Yeah, we, motion sickness inducing <laughs> we ruined ourselves by getting new PCs <laughs> worth it uh, Mario's getting his own brand of cereal and the cereal box is going to double as an amiibo that's right yummy <laughs> what do you think that tastes like like, like hat or man Koopa poop <laughs> Turtle. <laughs> Maybe it tastes oh, like shrooms. Okay, that that cereal needs to be like Lucky Charms, where Mario is the cereal part, and then all of his enemies are the marshmallows. <laughs> right. I will buy that. <laughs> I imagine a lot of people are going to buy it just because there's an amiibo on the box. Yeah, I don't care about that. <laughs> And the final bit of news, uh, the Monster Hunter World Beta is going to be PS4 only, and it does not require a pre-order, just a PS Plus membership. Well, that's a new concept. <laughs> yeah. Kind of sucks. I was looking forward to it, but no, nah, I guess not. There's, a, there's one more thing that uh, was this week. It's not really gaming related, but it is and it isn't. Did you see that Alexa is getting a new skill for the Destiny Ghost? And they're going to have a limited edition ghost that will hook with the Alexa to talk to. Yep. But I think you have to tell Alexa to ask your ghost yeah, it, to equip. That, that part's stupid. But... That is stupid, but I mean, I guess that would be cool. Just be like, hey, Alexa, tell ghost to throw on my sweaty. And you, you don't have to have the ghost to use the the skill but it's kind of like a neat little a neat little thing <laughs> to have on there because uh I, I bet a lot of streamers are going to put it somehow hanging by their shoulder and the ghost is going to light up for them and <laughs> oh, definitely over the shoulder <laughs> <laughs> that's just cool and i just got that echo dot so i'm like oh okay cool <laughs> well at least you have to get it now huh <laughs> now I'm, I'm just wondering who they're going to use for like your loadout builder i hope it's dim I remember. I imagine it would be Dim. Isn't wasn't Dim already working on? See, Dim, I thought was. So yeah, I'm hoping. Hoping that stays true. Well, let's uh, let's move on to some entertainment. And uh, man, did you see that trailer back on Wednesday? Oh yeah, an Infinity War trailer. Damn, it was just damn. It was yeah. when uh, yeah Thanos and he's like just mutilating Vision's head to get the stone out of it. Yeah. Oof. And the uh, the get this man the shield part and it cuts to Cap in the dark. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> I like the ending though. Who are you guys? Who the hell are you guys? <laughs> My favorite's still that charging scene where they're all running forward into battle. 
Damn, it looks good. I can't wait. And uh, it's coming in May. I am ready. All right, here we go. Sorry, I got uh, got kicked out of the Google Doc here. <laughs> but no, that that movie looks incredible. That Marvel's really, really doing a great job bringing that all together. Mm-hmm. And uh, since we had a awesome Infinity trailer drop, and there's so many movies being brought into this one, mm-hmm. I looked up and I found us a Marvel movie universe quiz. I'm guaranteeing 100% this one. So, guaranteeing it. This covers any Marvel movie that's come out by 2015. Okay. Alright. So, here we go. 15 questions. Go. What is the name of Hank Pym's daughter, played by Evangela Lilly in Ant-Man? Hope Van Dyne. Look at this, folks. He hesitates. You, dude, I'm a huge I'm an MCU. I love the MCU, though. <laughs> I got this. James Rhodes, Tony Stark's best friend, is known as what when he puts on his suit? War Machine. What is the name of the fictional reclusive African Republic that T'Challa, a.k.a. Black Panther, hails from? Wakanda. And yes, people, there are multiple choice, and he does not need them. I don't need these. (laughs) All right. Dr. Stephen Strange protects the New York uh, Sanctum. Where are the other sanctums located? London and Hong Kong. Glad I didn't put any bets on this. What is the name of the artifact containing an infinity stone that Stephen Strange uses to manipulate time? The Eye of Agamotto. What is the last activation word used by Helmet Zemo to activate the Winter Soldier in Captain America Civil War? Freight car. He's on a roll. Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch appear in Avengers Age of Ultron. But what are their real names? Wanda and Pietro. Sorry, it's Pietro and Wanda. No. <laughs> oh damn. I think technically she is older. <laughs> Which Infinity Stone does Vision have embedded into his forehead? The Mind Stone. I think the Tombstone would be pretty funny. Sam Wilson. <laughs> it's a little dark. <laughs> Sam Wilson is better known as the Falcon. What is Pepper Potts' first name? Virginia. How many Infinity Stones are there? Six. Ah, uh, what does Shield stand for? Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division? Correct. There's a lot of words there, so I was just making sure I was reading the right one before I clicked on it. (laughs) (laughs) What is Peter Quill, a.k.a. Star-Lord's ship called in Guardians of the Galaxy? Milano. What is Tony Stark's mother called? Maria. What is Captain America's shield made from? Vibranium. 
Find out your score. Well, it's 15 of 15. <laughs> Not told you. too shabby. <laughs> it's my wheelhouse. Last time I gave you the quiz up front. No kidding. <laughs> That's fine. I don't need it. <laughs> oh. It's funny how you have one good quiz and you get cocky, huh? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I could have pulled out some some tougher ones. I'm lazy. So you're making me look good. <laughs> I'm lazy. <laughs> well, now that we got the awesome out of the way, let's talk about the not so awesome. Really? Come on, I thought he was pretty awesome. <laughs> I mean, it's not as bad as on beavers. That's still the worst, in my opinion. <laughs> But this week or this month, it was the bad Amazon Prime movie review. Yes, we because it's not on Netflix. Not not currently. Oh oh boy, the Hebrew Hammer. My God, if this doesn't offend every Christian, Jew, black person, um... <laughs> if you are a human being, you are offended. Yes. You will find something to be offended by in this movie. <laughs> Oh. Uh, just give you the the plot as described on the Wikipedia page. It's pretty brief. The film begins with a flashback to a young Mordecai Jefferson Carver. At school, Mordecai is tormented by his fellow students and his teacher for being a Jew in a public school, predominantly attended by Christians, and for celebrating Hanukkah while everyone else celebrates Christmas. He feels further alienated as he walks through his neighborhood and sees seemingly endless number of Christmas decorations and window displays celebrating the holiday and announcing the Jews aren't welcome. As he lies down on the sidewalk in front of a store saying Jews welcome for about five minutes <laughs> and spends his dreidel to cheer himself up, Santa Claus walks by and crushes the toy <laughs> under his foot, then gives Mordecai the finger. <laughs> the scene then changes to the present with Mordecai as the Hebrew hammer, a certified circumcised dick who has dedicated his life to defending Jews. His snappy dress is a cross between that of a pimp and a Hasidic Jew, and tough guy demeanor have made him a local hero within the Jewish community. Jews and African Americans have enjoyed tenuous peace with the white Christmas over the previous few decades, because the current Santa, the son of the cruel Santa, who stopped Mordecai's dreidel years earlier, has pursued a policy of inclusion and tolerance. This Santa is murdered and replaced by his son Damien, played by Andy Dick, <laughs> who seeks to destroy Hanukkah and Kwanzaa, thus reserving December for Christmas alone. Mordecai is reluctantly recruited by the Jewish Justice League to stop Damien, <laughs> gaining allies along the way, including love interest and daughter of the chief of the Jewish Justice League, Esther, god damn, I can't say that last name, and the Kwanzaa Liberation Front leader, Muhammad Ali Paula Abdul Rahim. The fight takes them to exotic locations such as Israel, Kmart, the North Pole, and the Israel Atomic Clock. Okay, so let's just start with the beginning of this movie. That, that whole plot should have offended at least one of everybody out there. I love when the teacher's... Like defending him and at the same time just destroying him. He's <laughs> just destroying his religion. <laughs> My God. Uh, it's uh, rough. 
And yeah, the shopkeepers, and then they just top it off with Santa Claus at the. <laughs> yeah. Excellent movie. Yeah. So many stereotypes. Where to begin? I love it, though. The the Jewish Justice League. <laughs> well, there's also a, the, the Association of Jewish Athletes. There's no, no one there. there. The. the the Jewish media conspiracy front, the, oh my god, the uh, stereotypical Jewish mother, son's never good enough. And then they start like, we need someone to do this, so they're listing different Jews. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like, no. Get Spielberg to He's do it. Old. He just did E.T. What can he do? <laughs> and then the mother... Working with, uh, is like, you know what? I'll convince him to save Hanukkah if you give him a blowjob every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. Uh, oh. Wow. Very interesting. Um, I mean, come on. Don't name your son Damien. <laughs> He's probably going to kill you. And I loved how the, you know, the reindeers, like their antlers turn to like knives and they butcher Santa Claus. Yeah. Blitz and murder Santa like, Claus. I thought the I guess the reindeer forgot who they're supposed to be loyal to. <laughs> like, I guess what? so. <laughs> and then what? The, you chase the kids chasing them through <laughs> Kmart because they've been dealing bootleg. It's a Wonderful Life movies <laughs> that convince children Jews are bad. Uh, and the Jewish underground room. Oh, that was so great. It's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> they're in the sleigh, and then they're they're confused, and then they're happy, it's then like they're a, sad, then they're laughing, a, and then they're coming out with their It's like an animatronic off. tunnel of love history of the Jewish people <laughs> ride that makes Kmart just appears somewhere else. Oh, my. <laughs> and it's like, they finally got, you know, Andy Dick's character. They're about to get him, but oh no, sunset happened on Friday, and it's now the Sabbath, and we must pass out. <laughs> oh, and Tiny Tim, oh, with tiny the different Tim. voices, what the hell? I love how he never got mad at the uh, the Black Elf, even though yeah. he like set him up at first, <laughs> sent him to a Nazi bar. It's great that the. The black midget becomes the new Santa Claus with his <laughs> his ho ho hoes in the sleigh with him at the end. Yeah, that uh, instant instant Christmas classic. <laughs> yeah, you know they're working out. They uh, crowdfunded a sequel, I think. Oh really? Yeah, I think there's a sequel that's supposed to be coming that they crowdfunded. <laughs> Oh, what did he save this time? <laughs> well, if he'd have just saved Yom Kippur, you know, that yeah, would right. have been something to brag about. <laughs> His mom's like all about him saving something, and he does it, and then it's like... It's, it's not, not even he, one of the high holidays. It's one of the big ones, like, whatever. <laughs> oh. So, Although there was a lot of food there, so... Yeah. And the cat, oh my gosh, and the diaper. Oh, the cat that's in diapers? Oh, what the hell? And the one Chinese guy at their table. Right. <laughs> people starving in China, right? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Hey, you're not allowed to eat until he finishes his plate. <laughs> uh, so, what, what would you rate this one on the poop scale? Man, on the poop scale. 
I, <laughs> I'm going to give it three. I will also give it three. But It's not as bad as Zombievers. I think I even liked it more than Yoga Hosers. It, like, I mean, was I not somewhat correct that it's kind of like the Christmas blazing sandal- sandals? On on the like racist tones and offensive and oh, yeah. funny. <laughs> Instead of race, they go after religion in this one. It's just movie got sued by Jewish people and Christians <laughs> for one the way they portrayed the Jewish Justice League, <laughs> and Christians sued it because they made all Christians look anti-Semitic. I'm like, wow, this movie managed to piss off everyone. <laughs> that that's that's talent. Hey, if you're going to make a movie like that in this day and age, it takes a lot of balls. <laughs> <laughs> I love when he shows up to the uh, the Kwanzaa place. <laughs> all the click, 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 they all lock and load, and they're like, man, I got the brothers those, on high alert, and they're all smoking weed and sleeping. Yeah, those guys went from high on weed to just like high alert, guns pulled pretty quick. <laughs> and then right back to high on weed and sleeping. <laughs> like we got the brothers on high alert and they're all sleeping and smoking weed and like i mean you know you gotta chill <laughs> so yeah three um kung fury still the best one we've done i think and i still think i like knights of badass them a little bit more in this one but it's definitely better than yoga hosers and I, I i really do think that we're going to end this segment you know whenever that day comes and zombievers is still going to be at the bottom of this list it's gonna be hard to top that. I'm I'm sure we can find a way. It's just, do we want well, to have suffer? Faith in you. Do we want to suffer have, through that movie? <laughs> I have faith in you. <laughs> but yeah, there it is, folks. A three pooper. If you have Amazon Prime, check out the Hebrew Hammer this holiday season. And if you don't have Amazon Prime, they do have a 30-day free trial that you could use to give it a look. And order some packages while you're at it and get that free shipping. A wonderful That's thing. That's right. I have to cancel mine by the 2nd of January. Good, so. good time here at Christmas to use that free shipping. Don't have to go to the yeah, crazy I'd, stores. I already know I have Amazon gift cards coming to me this Christmas, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to enjoy the free shipping and then cancel. Nice. All right. Our uh, featured genre is Christmas comedies. Ooh. All right, man. And I will. You I'll can. Let s- you go first. No, no. I, I went first last week. You can go first. The Grinch, all the way. The the Jim Carrey Grinch, or the cartoon. The Grinch period. Okay. The cartoon. The Jim Carrey movie. I couldn't Grinch. get into Jim Carrey because I, I just the cartoon for me is what what it is. Dude, the cartoon is incredible. I did enjoy. Uh, Jim Carrey's version. Like, uh, the Grinch has got to be like the second greatest Christmas movie of all time. So I guess I like Jim Carrey as the Grinch, but there was too much added fluff to make it a two-hour movie when it's a half-hour oh, cartoon. <laughs> definitely. Um, I'm going to go with Elf. Buddy, right. Buddy the Elf. Um, if you've never seen that movie, what have you been doing with your life? <laughs> Will Ferrell is a genius in that, that movie. Oh. It's one of his best. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going with uh, a classic, Ooh. and that is National Lampoon's Christmas. Ah, uh, yes. 
The old 1989 movie. My family watches it every year. I love it more than a Christmas story that, you know, plays for 24 hours. Yeah. (laughs) No. My family loves that movie, but I, or my mom's side of the family loves that movie, but wow. National Lampoon's is where it's That's, that's, that's a great movie. Uh, (laughs) Yes, it is. I am going to go with uh, Tim Allen's The Santa Claus. Okay, that's, that's a good choice. I, I love that movie. The, I I think the second and third ones are okay, but the first one is is definitely nah, the best. I, I wasn't huge on the second, third ones. Not not huge on them, but it 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 was okay. The first one though was hilarious. Oh yes, very definitely. good, very good. Uh, my last one, I'm gonna go with kind of a weird and random one. Uh, Jingle all the way. Oh, I love that movie. With Arnold, I am Turbo Man. <laughs> Him and uh, what, Sinbad, the yep. crazed oh, mailman. <laughs> I love it. He's like, gives that package. Oh, there was a bomb in that one. <laughs> there really was a bomb? <laughs> Living in a sick world with some sick people. <laughs> that poor cop just keeps running into him. Yeah. Man, what a day. Uh, I'm going to go with a uh, a little bit darker one. I'm going to go with Bad Santa. Nice. It, yeah. <laughs> and that's the same elf. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> but, yeah, no, that uh, that's a really good one. All right. Well, this week's uh, new, or this p- new releases this past week, there was a limited release for three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. And that was it. Nothing that went nationwide this week. That movie does look interesting. Well, I mean, where you live, it might be available, but I think the closest screening for me is like 90 miles. I mean, it's going to land eventually somewhere, like near TV at home. Yeah, DVDs. (laughs) I guess people still buy those. Every once in a while. All right, this week's charity stream was Twitch and Coca-Cola through Red. Uh, was partnering in the fight against AIDS, and it was yesterday because December first is National AIDS, I guess, Recognition Day. And so, I'll give you a little background on Red. Uh, every two minutes, a teenager is infected with HIV in Sub-Saharan Africa. It costs thirty cents a day for life-saving medicine. Your donation goes a long way. Your support will help provide HIV testing, counseling, education, and care services to families in Sub-Saharan. Africa. Uh, Red partners with the world's most iconic brands that contribute up to 50% of profits from Red branded goods and services to the Global Fund. To date, Red has generated more than $500 million for the Global Fund to fight AIDS, tuberculosis, and malaria, to support HIV and HIV slash AIDS grants in Ghana, Kenya, Lesotho, Rwanda. I don't know. I've never heard of it. Rwanda, South Africa, Swaziland, Tanzania, and Zambia. 100% of the money goes to work on the ground. No overhead is taken. Uh, Global fund grants that Red supports have impacted nearly 110 million people with prevention, treatment, counseling, HIV testing, and care services. Uh, You can go to their website at www.red.org to learn more about how you can support Red or to donate to them directly. All right, go red. I did not. 
I did not know that Coke was partnering with Twitch. I would have thought I'd have gotten an email about that. You know, I learned that when my Twitch app updated, but I didn't know why they were partnering with Coke until now. <laughs> there you go. So. Yep. Uh, they put up a blog post on their Twitter account, and I was like, well, okay. <laughs> I was like, why didn't I get an email? <laughs> I work for Coke. Oh. <laughs> I get emails all the time. Half the time I don't read them, but, you know, I probably would have... It's like, oh, hey, we're partnering with Twitch. I'd have been like, see, what now? So you're going to rebrand oh. yourself the Coke Man? No. <laughs> you get people popping in your stream thinking it's something else. I keep it. A, I'm in love with the cocoa. <laughs> <laughs> you put the lime in the <laughs> What just happened? I don't know, man. How does this shit get out of hand so easily? Oh, because we're running the ship. <laughs> Boy, wow. Logan left us in charge. Man. Crash and burn. Well, we are, we've already talked about, done one bad movie review. Let's just destroy a whole genre of movies now. <laughs> Let's talk about why video game movies are just so bad. Overall, yeah, they're they're pretty they're pretty terrible. Awful. Although I was looking through, I I did find a couple that I don't think are so bad. But yeah, overall, they uh they struggle quite a bit to. When I when I say bad, we're talking critically now. Financially, some of them did make back their budget and make money, but. We're talking critical-wise, which I know isn't everything, but a lot of these didn't even make a ton of money either. Some of them even took losses. True. Although when it comes to the critics, they're idiots. You see the movies I mean, that they make, say, are good? I mean, I, I looked up a lot of them that had these little Rotten Tomato scores, and you see the audience score, and a lot of the times the audience score doesn't even get above a 50%. Yeah. They all had better audience scores, but not much better than what their critical score was on Rotten Tomatoes. So, all right. But, uh, so where do you want to begin here? Well, uh, LBA in the early 90s with Super Mario Bros., which has got to be one of the worst <laughs> movies ever made. I have watched that once. I forget so much about it. I've seen it more than once, and I wish I, I've only seen it all the way through once. I usually can't do it in one sitting. It's awful. And what's bad is they had the post credit scene before Marvel did it where they were setting up a sequel. It's hilarious that they thought they were going to get a sequel. Well, it, that from. Okay, so it's been so long since I've seen it, but from what I remember, the only thing that kind of was the same was the fact that they were plumbers. Like, the only thing that was the same was their profession and their names. Like, nothing carried over into that universe that was from Mario. It was so weird. <laughs> no. I mean, it was ambitious with the adaptation, and they made a lot of changes, a lot of wrong changes, to try to carry it over to the big screen. But neither the audience nor the critics liked it. It didn't even. It made less than half its budget back. It only made twenty million dollars worldwide. It was so bad that Nintendo has since refused <laughs> any further offers to adapt their properties. You wonder why we haven't gotten a Zelda movie? You can thank the Super Mario Bros. from the early nineties. I think overall, that's when <laughs> Nintendo was like, 
okay, these are ours, and nobody's touching them. Like, not even other video game developers. <laughs> no. There's been some Pokemon animated movies, and that's it. But you haven't seen a Zelda, a Donkey Kong, or anything like that. And you probably never will, because Nintendo, I think, learned their lesson hard. So, so thank you, Super Mario Brothers, for uh, paving the way. For a for future a, of terrible. Yeah. Future <laughs> of awful, awful movies. Because right after that you had like Street Fighter and Double Dragon and Mortal Kombat. Like, oh. Like, and what's, what's, like, like the, the problem with recent movies is they decided to ditch the story and focus on the action, the explosions, and I, the go big, go home mentality. Yeah, I could not watch um, the Assassin's Creed movie. I tried. I haven't seen it yet. Like, watched... I really wanted to because of who's in it. Yeah, I mean, they just they pulled bits and pieces and... The biggest, I mean, the biggest problem is the fact that you're trying to take... You know, even a ten-hour game and and chunk it into two hours. Yeah, that's a huge issue. And so there's so I, much you have to trim, and then they just they don't seem to stay true to half the stuff in the game. I mean, like look at like even the shorter AAA releases usually come in around ten to twenty hours of gameplay. Yeah, that's at a sixty-dollar game, so. You got a game that's already five to ten feature length films at home that's interactive. They're trying to trim all that down into a tenth of the time. And a lot of the times they just focus on the action. They don't focus on the stories. Like, look at uh, uh, the Laura Croft uh, Tomb Raider, I think it was like 2001, with uh, Angelina Jolie and mm-hmm. Daniel Craig before he became huge. And, yeah, they focused on the action and the cart cartwheel shooting. They didn't focus on a Tomb Raider story. They focused on all the cool moves. Well, and, and, and the other thing, like, with Tomb Raider is I think that it, the uh, solving the puzzles in the tombs is what most people enjoy about that game. Yeah, they don't buy and, the game for the shooting and the jumping. They play the game because they want to solve the puzzles, and they got they, basically it was non-existent. And that's not something that really translates to a to a movie either you know so it's kind of like when these developers decide to make this game they they don't they don't try to understand why the gamer plays it which is why the their interpretation gets lost and the gamer goes this is garbage (laughs) that's another reason is that gamers aren't making these movies Hollywood directors and Hollywood executives are. They're not being made by gamers for gamers. They're being made by movie producers for profit. Which, you know, profit is not a dirty word, but... No. Loot boxes are, but... Yeah. (laughs) Foul. (laughs) But basically the movie was had no plot, and they solely relied on Angelina Jolie's sex appeal. And yet it still got a sequel. I mean, it was just a super poor Indiana Jones movie, like the fourth one was. <laughs> and like uh, what Max Payne with like, yeah, Marky that, Mark. 
That wasn't uh, that they good went, either. They went more so aesthetics over plot, and yeah, didn't do that well. Yeah, you know, and it's the same with the Resident Evil films. <laughs> you know, I I thought the Mortal Kombat's were okay. The first one was. I mean, it had the most hype freaking song of all time in it. <laughs> you know, and then like, uh, hey, go ahead. I was just gonna say that song was so that was the best part of the movie. You can tell because they played it four different times in the movie. <laughs> that was good. Um, like other games that make this, uh, like Wreck It Ralph. That was that was pretty good actually. I thought for, an, but it's it yeah, was it was an animated movie as well, so it still had that. That's true. It was a live action. Um, I thought the concept of uh, pixels was actually pretty good. Well, I mean, they made an Angry Birds movie what last year? Yeah, something like or was that. Was it this year? What the hell? <laughs> they made a movie based off a mobile game. <laughs> What's bad is there's over 60 video game movies that the rights have been acquired and are in development, including a Call of Duty cinematic universe. That's been talked about forever, too. Five Nights at Freddy's. That should be interesting. Fruit Ninja, another mobile game. The Last of Us, Uncharted, Metal Gear Solid, rebooting the Tomb Raider series, which, you know, is coming. And they're talking about a film trilogy on Tetris. How do you... How the hell do you do a movie on Tetris, let alone three? <laughs> it's the best-selling game of all time, but how the hell are you going to do three full-length movies on Tetris? They're going to try to take Tetris to Tron? I mean, what, what's... What's sad all right. is, out of all these video game movies, the highest-scoring one on Metacritic is Mortal Kombat from 1995. Resident Evil has made a bunch of money. Um, worldwide over the course of what six films and because they made over a billion dollars i mean that was six films worth right but it made money so keep shelling it out until it doesn't make money anymore <laughs> but yeah I, I think time though is, is the biggest factor there's just just i mean there's just too much too much to cram into such a small amount. I mean, actually, the, the things that did well were like video game cartoons, mm-hmm. like Sonic the Hedgehog, and you know stuff like that. That they didn't have to put it all into one spot; they could break it up into episodes over months. Well, see, I think that's the thing. I think video games stories or adaptations of video games could work, but not. In movies. I think it needs to be TV shows. Like, can you imagine a Mass Effect TV show? You know, that actually has a narrative, and you can it can actually explore it. It has room to build. You don't have to jam... Like, try jamming three Mass Effect games into a two-hour movie. So then... You can't do that. Let me ask you this. When it comes to them making a video game movie or a TV show... Do you want to see exactly what you just played? Or do you want to see something in that universe? I want to see something in the universe. I don't need to see a direct adaptation from the game. 
like it being referenced would be great. Like maybe in an episode something happens where it's like, hey, I played that. Like imagine a Hitman series. You know, you have the Hitman universe, and then maybe in one episode it's what the level from what was it like Blood Money, where mm-hmm. you're in the suburbs, and you can go up in the you can go sabotage the grill or put a bomb on the phone. You know, just it references a level, but that's not you know what the whole TV series is about. Just kind of a you know we're expanding on the universe, and they're referencing you know something that you did, and because. There were so many ways you could complete that, it would be cool to watch. Like a Mass Effect TV show, I would watch the shit out of that. Because there's a ton of lore, deep lore for Mass Effect. Right, I'm but... I'm talking the, the original trilogy. But, but you wouldn't want to... will never know how that ends. You wouldn't want to actually watch <laughs> them do it from the perspective of Shepard. No, because, I wouldn't Because you've made all those decisions as Shepard. You'd want, you'd want somebody else who's just as big, who would actually, at times come across Shepard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't need to see it through the eyes of Shepard. I, I already did that. And I think that's the other problem the is the fact that they just try to redo the game. And that, you know, it's like, I've, I've seen this. I've done this. The game was better. Give me something different. Right. You know, that, man, that'd be think... awesome to see like Netflix take off with, you know, video game, you know, originals on their, you know, stuff. And I mean, there's so many games with great lore that you could do. Like, you could do an Uncharted series. You could do Mass Effect. Um, hell, even Destiny. That's never going to happen. But all these games with all this lore. I mean, hell, look at all the great war that Loreframe has. Yeah. I mean, it's been a while since it's been said, but HBO, I believe it's HBO, is supposed to be working on doing a Witcher TV show. Yes, I did hear that. Which, you know, it's like, ooh. And and that that came from books. That has a TV show that came out in Poland. You know, mm-hmm. so it has that history. And I I really hope that turns out well. <laughs> Me too. There's just so many great games with good lore to choose from. Hell, like, even a Hitman TV show would be great. Don't even have to be Agent 47. You be someone else in the Wii universe, you know. Yeah, I mean... It, Maybe maybe you don't know. Maybe he's got another contract killer that he's always fighting against that you just really never knew about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could do all kinds of stuff that would that could fit, but also be different enough to. Hell, you could introduce it and be like, "There's an inner like based off what the the movie with Timothy Oliphant. There's an Interpol detective, yeah, trying to catch him, yeah. and you could tell it from that guy's. Point. Yeah, there you go. That'd be cool. I mean, somebody's got to be chasing that guy. <laughs> And I mean, it can show, you know, scenes of 47 doing his work and then, you know, the cop shows up and maybe they run into each other type deal. Just like the movie did. Oh, you know, the TV show on that. You know, the the cop could show up and then you see 47 in like flashbacks as he's walking the crime scene, you know, Mm -hmm. trying to piece it together. That'd be cool. Dude, let's just start producing stuff. Let's go. (laughs) Shut up. Don't say another word. (laughs) Sorry, this this podcast ain't getting published. (laughs) No. But, but uh, yeah, on the whole, video game movies are just shit critically and for the most part financially. Like, I think the highest Rotten Tomato score I could find was Final Fantasy, a, whole, a whopping 44%. <laughs> and the lowest was Mortal Kombat Annihilation at a big old 3%. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's wow. Assassin's Creed got a seventeen percent. Warcraft got a twenty-eight percent. Prince of Persia with a thirty-six percent. The Need for Speed game, twenty-three percent. Doom before The Rock was doing good movies got like a nineteen, <laughs> which I think is still too high. <laughs> Yeah, that was a rough movie. It was interesting, but that was a rough one, too. Best part of the movie was the one-minute first-person scene at the end. <laughs> but I'm also pissed because it gave Doom Guy a name and a personality. <laughs> Damn it, it's supposed to be Doom Guy. So, but yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know that uh, video game movies will, will ever work. I mean, hell, the, there's been a Halo movie that was in the works since the mid-2000s, and a lot of their assets got used in uh, Avatar now the, because it fell through. The forward on to Dawn was really good. Yeah. And and it, it was, was it was good because it was all on a singular event. It wasn't spaced yeah, out over was, all, you know, it... it it pretty much happens like in one night for the most part. Mm-hmm. So, and you get to see the chief, but he's not the focus right. of of it. So yeah. So I don't know. I guess uh, some of some of our video game machinima guys just need to you know go mainstream and do the real stuff. And like I've seen several animes and several animated films that do really well, but these feature length theater releases just don't do well. Like I said, they're not being made by gamers for gamers; they're being made by producers for profit. Right. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Though. I mean, Amazon's really doing a good job with a lot of their original stuff, and especially the Marvel stuff. Um. I wouldn't be surprised be to start seeing potentially them go after some of the video games that they feel they could do a a good job with. I hope Netflix does since it's going to be losing that Disney contract. So they're losing, you know, the Disney movies, the Marvel shows, the Marvel movies, the Star Wars. Yeah, I'm so looking like, forward to another streaming service. <laughs> yeah, next year or the year after, buddy. You know, Netflix just raised their rates, so that's awesome. That's true. I got it. I know it was a dollar, but you know, still. I was like, "What the hell? You're losing the shit I watch Netflix for, and you raised my rates." <laughs> Trying to generate <laughs> money to make more stuff. So, cool. Well, I think we ranted pretty good there. Not too bad. No, I was expecting it to get first. <laughs> <laughs> I. But, see, I, first of all, the critics can just, you know, piss off. And uh, overall, I, if a movie's entertaining, I, I'm good with it. And a lot of those movies I, I can watch at least once and feel like, okay, it was entertaining. I, like, I'm easy I to please. Like, me and my brother watched it because we played it a lot. I haven't seen Assassin's Creed. I was going to watch it purely because Michael Fassbender is a great actor. Yeah. But I heard it got destroyed in the theaters. They 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 do the in in the you know in the ancient world and back in the animus you know and they they break that back and forth a lot so see they should have just stuck in the ancient world yeah 
and there's a lot of them in the in the animus world like it's it's really weird you know that's like i watched i watched the warcraft movie i thought that was pretty entertaining but i know nothing about the world of warcraft lore so that's why i haven't watched it either because i never played i was like okay i'm gonna be able to watch this and not be pissed off because i don't know nothing about <laughs> it <laughs> maybe one day i'll watch a video to find out why everyone hates it <laughs> seen Doom, Super Mario, Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat Annihilation, which 3% was way too generous. That movie was just terrible. <laughs> they recast basically everyone. <laughs> they killed off the one good character from the previous game in the first 30 seconds of the movie. Then a bunch of, like, just random shit happens. I just what, like Katana. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. So. Well, yeah. But, yeah. So, if uh, listeners, you want to add anything or share your thoughts on anything we've said, please put them in the comments. Put them in our Discord. Let There's us know you Twitter. care. Yep. Um, iTunes reviews. We'll take them too, good or bad. Oh, please. Be good, but. At this point, we'll just take anything we can get. We'll take one stars. Just anything. Five stars, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. All right. Well, Let's get out of here. All right, well, next week, we'll be covering the Curse of Osiris release. And we're going to have a couple guests. We're going to have Fluffy Fingers and Admiral Nips of the Potato Thumbs podcast on with us to talk destiny 2 and the curse of osiris dlc we're gonna have a potato overload next week yep we're gonna have the potato thumbs and just the potato potatoes just the potatoes yeah <laughs> and the potato hosts <clears throat> it's gonna be a good one though looking yep. forward to having them on yeah same here i actually have to get an outline together before sunday and get it to them this time i can't put it all together sunday afternoon uh, so, right. but yeah, well, we Discord server is live, and you can find the link on our Twitter at Cyber Pow Hour Pod. <laughs> I can hear your wife in the background. <laughs> yep, she's yelling at the dog. The well-behaved one. The well. <laughs> I have the puppy in here with me, and luckily she stayed asleep. <laughs> Yeah, my cat's passed out next to me, so that's nice. Anyway, work. Okay, I guess I'll go first. Uh, you can find me at Pack Devil on Twitch and Twitter and on Xbox. And hopefully, now that my setup is complete, I can actually do some stuff. So. Well, will we be able to hear you? I don't know about that, but you know, you may be able to see me. Now, that's scary enough. Hello. Alright, I'm Wielding Hammer. You can find me on Twitch, Twitter, Steam, and Xbox at Wielding Hammer. And you can find us on Twitter at CyberPowHourPod. And you can send us an email at CyberPoweredHour at gmail.com. Get, get at us on Twitter. Uh, let us know if you watch the Hebrew Hammer. Let us know what you think. Offended or not. <laughs> uh, how can you be offended? It's such a good movie. Uh, instant classic. I have watched it now three times, so. 
I watched it one more time than I ever planned on watching it. It's it's, it's becoming a Christmas tradition. <laughs> That's scary. So I like my old Christmas tradition better. Get drunk on eggnog and pass out. No, I usually drink an entire pot of coffee. I eat an entire tray of sugar cookies, and I do all. I wrap all the presents while I watch the How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Ah, very good. The cartoon and the movie. Nice. Very nice. All right. Yeah. Well, listeners, it's been fun, and we'll catch you later. Goodbye, everybody. Bye bye. Next week. Bye.